the Middle Ages, it was common for believers to carry or wear medals invoking religious figures for protection. The gold nobles of Edward III bore text which translated to, Jesus passing through the midst of them went his way. Travelers carried these gold nobles as a talisman against thieves and other dangers on their journeys. Soldiers carried them into battle for protection. Medals bearing the image of St. Michael the Archangel were often used as touch pieces. Items touched by a monarch used to ward off what was known as the king's evil, or scrofula, a disease of swollen lymph nodes caused by tuberculosis. Different medals were used as protection from the devil and various physical ailments, often bearing images and legends related to one saint or another whose patronage was deemed effective for addressing the particular needs of the wearer. The practice continues today with a vast number of saint medals available to the faithful. Some medals are used by those who ask for assistance or protection in their employment or daily activities. For instance, St. Michael medals today are sometimes worn by those in the military or law enforcement. Medals bearing St. Hubert's image, or that of the mystic stag from his legend, have been worn by hunters since the Middle Ages, invoking the saint's protection during hunting and also from rabies, a disease which carried an almost certain death sentence before the vaccine. That is, unless one was lucky enough to have the infected wound treated quickly with a device known as St. Hubert's Key. It is thought St. Hubert was born in Toulouse sometime around the year 656. He was the eldest son of a Duke of the Aquitaine named Bertrand. At the age of ten, Hubert almost died due to a fever. After this, he was sent to the court of Theodoric III, King of Neustria, which was located in present-day western France. While at the court of Theodoric, Hubert earned the title of Count of the Palace. Sometime around the year 682, Hubert married Florabane, the daughter of Dagobert, the Count of Leuven. Moving to the Austrasian court, Hubert soon earned the title of Grand Master of the Household. Florabane died while giving birth to a son, Florabert, which caused Hubert to withdraw from the courtly life. He retired to the forest, occupying his troubled mind only with hunting. One good Friday morning, as the faithful were in church, Hubert was hunting in the deep woods. He saw a magnificent white stag, which he pursued for a time. Suddenly the stag turned and faced Hubert. A shining crucifix appeared between its antlers and Hubert heard a voice which said, Hubert, Hubert, how long will you pursue wild animals and waste the time given to work out your salvation? Unless you turn to the Lord and lead a holy life, you shall quickly fall into hell. Hubert dismounted his horse and knelt, addressing the vision. 
Lord, what would you have me do? The voice replied, Go and seek Lambert. He will instruct you. It is believed Hubert went to Stavelot Monastery in Belgium, where he was kindly received by St. Lambert, Bishop of Maastricht. Still shaken from his vision, Hubert fell to his knees and wept before St. Lambert. Eventually, Hubert was able to relate the story of his miraculous vision and begged the saint to show him the path to righteousness so he would not be cast into hell. Lambert advised Hubert to make a full confession and likewise to trust the mercy of God. Hubert returned home a changed man. He sought only to serve God. He renounced all of his titles and gave both his son and birthright to his brother Odo. He distributed his wealth to the poor and went into the forest where he saw the white stag. There he stayed as a hermit for seven years. Eventually, he was ordained a priest by Lambert. While Hubert was on pilgrimage to Rome in 705, St. Lambert was assassinated, as he had admonished the king for living an unchaste life. Angels carried St. Lambert's pastoral staff to Rome and placed it on the altar at St. Peter's. St. Lambert's murder was revealed to Pope Sergius in a vision, during which he was also directed to appoint the pilgrim Hubert as the new bishop of Maastricht. Finding the staff on the altar, Pope Sergius was compelled to obey the vision and sought Hubert among the pilgrims. Upon seeing Hubert, Pope Sergius immediately recognized him from his vision. The Pope took Hubert by the hand and led him to the altar, saying, Your teacher, St. Lambert, has been killed by wicked people, but is already crowned in heaven, and you shall become his successor. Hubert at first refused the title of Bishop of Maastricht, but an angel appeared bearing a beautiful white and gold stole for Hubert, a gift from the Virgin Mary, and a letter of counsel advising Hubert to obey the will of God. Hubert was ordained Bishop of Maastricht. As bishop, Hubert was known for his eloquence in preaching, his generosity to the poor, and his devotion to prayer and fasting. In the year 720, following instructions which came to him in a vision, Hubert had St. Lambert's remains removed from Maastricht to Liège, which was at that time only a small village. Here Hubert constructed a church to house the saint's relics. Liège would grow into a city around the church, which itself grew to become a cathedral. Hubert became the first bishop of Liège. Upon his consecration as bishop of Liège, it was said that Hubert received a vision of St. Peter, who presented Hubert with a golden key and informed him that God had given him power over evil spirits. Shortly after these events, Hubert cured a man who had been bitten by a rabid dog. He did this by heating the key until it was red hot, 
then plunging it into the wound. As a note, gold will melt before it becomes red hot, so perhaps Hubert's key was brass or some unknown alloy. Thereafter, Hubert was called to intercede for those infected with the deadly virus. Hubert would often venture into the wildest parts of the country, preaching the gospel. One day, Hubert led a procession through the fields, singing the litany of the saints. The procession was interrupted by a woman who was said to be possessed by a demon. Hubert made the sign of the cross over the woman, who was immediately silenced and restored to health. On another occasion, Hubert was able to restore a woman's hands as they had been withered beyond use. While Hubert was bishop, there was a time of intense drought, during which the Meuse River almost dried up. Through Hubert's dedicated prayers, an abundant rain was called to end the drought. A year before his death, Hubert was given a vision of both his demise and his place in heaven afterward. Twelve months later, Hubert fell sick. During his final illness, after receiving the last rites, Hubert began to see vast numbers of demons attempting to approach him. He asked for holy water, and after sprinkling his bed and himself, he drove away the evil spirits. Raising his eyes to heaven, Hubert said the Lord's Prayer and the Apostles' Creed, and then died. St. Hubert passed on May 30th of the year 727. His body was taken to Liège, where he was buried, the rod used to measure St. Hubert's tomb, miraculously lengthened, and was kept in the church. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. During his reign, King Charlemagne received a revelation that the relics of St. Hubert should be translated to Ardennes. Unsure of this instruction, Charlemagne turned to the clergy for advice. After fasting for three days and praying for direction, the holy men placed two books upon the altar. Opening one of the tomes, they found the words, Dirige vium famule tui, direct the way of your servant. The following day, the clerics accompanied by a procession comprised of nobles and common folk alike went to St. Hubert's tomb. When the grave was open, they found the saint's body incorrupt. Upon hearing this news, Charlemagne himself, accompanied by his wife, barons, and many of his knights, came to see the miracle. 
The king kissed St. Hubert's hands and feet and carried the body to the altar himself, where he left offerings of gold and precious gems. Later, St. Hubert's relics were moved again when monks established the Abbey of St. Hubert in Ardennes. Some legends assert that the stag further communicated to St. Hubert ethical hunting practices, that animals should be held in high regard as God's creatures, that hunters should only shoot when they are assured of a quick, clean kill so that animals will not suffer, that only aged stags past their breeding years should be shot, and that mother animals with young in tow should never be shot. This legacy of St. Hubert is still taught in some hunters' education classes today. Hubert himself, however, renounced hunting after his vision. He believed that hunting had distracted him from God on Good Friday. Appropriately, the monks at the Abbey of St. Hubert were known for their special breed of hunting hounds. Originally bred to hunt boar, these dogs are the ancestors of what we call bloodhounds today. It is a tradition to have hunting dogs blessed on or around St. Hubert's feast day in a ceremony known as the Blessing of the Hounds. After his death, pilgrims came to St. Hubert's shrine in the hope that he would cure them or protect them from rabies. The monks at St. Hubert's Abbey began issuing pieces of iron known as St. Hubert's Key. Shaped like nails, crosses, or cones, these charms were hung on the walls of houses or kept on the person as protection against rabies. St. Hubert's keys were also heated and applied to bite wounds, thought to have been caused by rabid animals. If applied early enough, the heated iron could both cauterize the wound and kill the rabies virus. The application of St. Hubert's key was often done by a priest, who would also prick the patient's forehead and wrap the wound in a black bandage for nine days. Both humans and dogs were sometimes branded with St. Hubert's key, as a protective measure against rabies. In the 1800s, the French held the practice in such high regard that a brand from St. Hubert's Key on a dog was noted as a sure preventative of madness. St. Hubert's Key was used as treatment and preventative for rabies until the early 20th century. Another cure for rabies could be obtained from St. Hubert's Stole, a priest would make an incision on the patient's forehead and insert a thread taken from St. Hubert's stole before applying a bandage to the incision. The monks at St. Hubert's Abbey were empowered to grant pilgrims a supernatural respite from rabies for a specific period ranging from 40 days to 99 years. St. Hubert's feast day is November 3rd. He is the patron saint of hunters, 
archers, dogs, forest workers, trappers, metal workers, opticians, mathematicians, and liege. St. Hubert's intercession is invoked as protection against dog bites and rabies. My sources for this episode can be found in the show notes at theflowerpath.com. I would like to thank my new patrons, Kevin Nolan, Patrick Kyle North, and Amy Beckwith. If you are wondering where episode six went, that was a patron episode in which I interviewed Tiger Jin about his personal experiences with St. Gemma Galgani in dreams, intercession, and synchronicities. Exclusive episodes will occasionally be made available to patrons at the Rose and Orchid Tears. Rose and Orchid Tier patrons also get shout-outs on the show. Orchid Tier patrons get monthly merch mailings. So far, they have received vinyl stickers and ceramic mugs with the Flower Path logo. I have a lot of ideas for merch in the future. All patrons get the regular episodes of the Flowered Path ad-free, often before they drop on the regular podcast feed. To check out all of the patron options and benefits, and to help me continue to make the Flowered Path go to patreon.com slash thefloweredpath. You can also find a PayPal link if you want to make a one-time donation. Just click the support button at thefloweredpath.com and look for the PayPal button that says donate. Speaking of those Flowered Path mugs, I have a few extra which I've put in the Etsy shop. If anyone is interested in purchasing one, the shop name is Lost Grave. You can find it at etsy.com slash shop slash lost grave. I've put a section for the flowered path in the shop where I will add merch and artwork related to the show. Please like and subscribe the flowered path wherever you are listening. If you are inclined to leave a nice review, that will help as well. The flowered path is on YouTube, so please subscribe to our channel. And no matter where you listen, if you like what you hear, please share the episodes on social media. You can find The Flowered Path on Facebook, facebook.com, slash The Flowered Path, or on Instagram, at The Flowered Path, and on the web at thefloweredpath.com. I'm still preparing the multi-part show I discussed at the start of the bonus episode. While I'm getting that together, you may get some more episodes on individual saints. Thank you for your patience. I have a lot of interesting stories for future episodes, so stay tuned. And thank you for listening. I'll be back soon with more. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.